Hi, and welcome to Dutch the Podcast. I'm Mike Wixon, and right there is the publisher of Everything Dutch, I promise you, Tom Byfoot from Dutch the Media. Hi, Tom. Hi, Mike. How are you? Hey, hey, Mike. Um, are you hungry? I am very hungry. Good okay. Timing. Because we're going to be talking uh, to uh, some guests, and I would have said if you're not hungry, you will be by the time uh, we're done with them. Oh, okay. We'll get to that. I'll tell you, uh, coming up after the show, we'll tell you how you can get in touch with Dutch the Media. All kinds of great offers for you there, including Dutch the Magazine. All of that coming up. Tom, who's today's guest? So we've got two guests. Um, they work for Holland Shopping Center, which is the uh, largest store selling Dutch groceries uh, on the uh, on the West Coast, uh, based in Vancouver. And um, you know, we'll uh, we'll listen to uh, two uh, very young ladies who uh, work in the store, have a long Dutch heritage, uh, and still, even three generations in, love their Dutch food. Okay, let's do that. And on the other side of this, some more info about Dutch the Magazine and uh, new articles coming out uh, shortly for you. Let's hear this. Whenever you're ready. Hello, we are talking today to uh, Sarah, and I'm going to say the Dutch way. You maybe can say how, how you say it the, uh, the English way or the Canadian way. Sarah Slump and uh, Rose van der Grint. Um, Correct. And hey, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> Is that how you say it and uh, how you'd introduce yourself? I would, I just say Sarah Slump. Canadian people. Um, but more Canadian, yeah. but definitely Englishified ours to Vandergrink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. So uh, we're talking to the two of you because you both work for Holland Shopping Center. And Holland Shopping Center is a, um, a store that I've been uh, been to many times. And there's actually two of them, but you, you guys can tell talk about that. But you both work for that. And I think it's one of the best, if not the best Dutch store that I know in Canada. Uh, now, I hope not too many of the other store owners are listening uh, right now, but I mean that. I always love coming into the new Westminster store, the Chilwax store and browsing. But um, maybe you can just both introduce yourself briefly, what um, what your Dutch heritage is and, and what you do at uh, Holland Shopping Center. Um, my name is Sarah Sump. Uh, I, both my parents are born and raised in the Netherlands. They emigrated in 1995 and I was born here in Canada. So I grew up in a very, very Dutch household. Um, lots of Dutch meals, classic simple brew coal, like um, always potatoes, cabbage, meat, classics. Um, and my parents spoke a bit of Dutch growing up around the home. But um, once we got into school, then they stuck more to English, so it wasn't confusing for us. So I have a little bit of understanding of the Dutch language. I can read it. Um, I can speak it okay. I can understand it pretty well. Um, and yeah, um, it's my dad who actually owns the company, Holland Shopping Center. And I've been officially working for the company for about 11 years now. Um, and But I mean, I always loved um, Saturdays asking my dad, hey, can I like go on a ride with you? Can I come to work with you? And then he'd be like, I guess, let's let's go. So I've um, I've loved working for the company. It's the only job I've ever had, and I am totally okay with that. I, I have worked there, yeah, since I was 12, 13, and now I'm the general manager of New Westminster and the head purchaser for the company. That's great. Wow. Uh, congratulations. That's, uh, that's quite the career, really, uh, in 11 years. So uh, yeah. fantastic. And, and Rose, what about you? Yeah, I'm Rose. I've worked for the company since 2012. So that's 
getting on 11, 12 years, something like that. Yeah. And yeah, Dutch background. My grandparents immigrated. Both of my husband's grandparents were the ones to immigrate. Both of my grandparents was the immigrate. So we're both third generation. And basically all of those grandparents had the same philosophy that you're in Canada, you speak English and you become Canadian. So I think food is one of the only ties I really have to my Dutch culture. It's not an everyday way of life. I don't speak Dutch other than food Dutch from working at the store. Uh, yeah, do, do, you, do you understand uh, Dutch, uh, Rose? If if you uh, were put on the spot and had to uh, had to sp not speak it but understand it, um, depends. I think I would yeah. be hard pressed. It's, it's tough. I, I I can I can relate to um, to Sarah's um, experience with my kids. Uh, I came to Canada pretty much uh, with my family about the same time as uh, your parents did. My kids, three of the four, were born in uh, in Canada, so they're very similar. They they understand it very well. They speak it uh, reasonably well, uh, but they wouldn't be able to write a uh, you know an academic paper in Dutch. Uh, let's put it that way. Um, okay, so let's talk about Holland Shopping Centre a little bit. And I, whoever wants to take it, um, you know, uh, your parents have been running it for almost 30 years. I, I, I looked up, I read up, we did, we did a big article um, when the, the 60th anniversary happened a few years back. So your parents took it over, but it was an existing store. How much do you know and can you share about the history? Um, well, I know that it started in 1958. Um, my parents, yeah, they emigrated in 1995, and I think they took it over that or that same year or so. Um, I know that it only started in New Westminster. The Chilliwack location was added by Takeo um, in 2003, two. Yeah, Takeo. Like take just uh, for, to be clear, right? That's your dad. That's the owner. Yes. Uh, owner of the store. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the Chilliwack location was an addition that Takeo created himself. Um, there. Um, and yes, yeah, so it started in New Westminster, like um, there's been, I think our current location is like our fifth location overall that we've um, moved. We've moved about five times within New West. So we've been in the New Westminster community for quite a long time. So um, we've got a lot of customers who've been shopping for like years upon years. Um, they've known Takeo for uh, since he came to Canada. They've known me since I was little. Um, it's very cool. Um, yeah, but yeah I, 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 rem I remember one one other location. Um, sorry, I don't know if you remember that as well, because you're obviously uh, you were like a toddler probably when when that move took place. But um, yeah, I remember going there with my kids for for Cinderclass celebrations. Um, yes. And yeah. We just, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, we sent your class by the key, and then we had, um, yeah, we bring it to the store. It was a, the, the two-level store on the 8th and McBride yeah. here in, in yeah. Westminster. Yeah, yeah. so I remember going to that one as a little kid. That's where I started, and then once like I actually started working, it was in the current location. Yeah, just just for uh, our listeners who who don't know um, uh, Bridge Columbia that well, so New Westminster is basically a, a Vancouver suburb, right? It's part of uh, the Greater Vancouver area, and then Chilliwack is about um, 60, 80 kilometers uh, towards the interior. Uh, is that about right? Yeah. So, 
Yeah, so so and and Chilliwack has has uh, always had uh, well not always obviously but since uh, since the fifties um, immigration wave a lot of Dutch people um, mm -hmm. very large Dutch population uh, just just to uh, to set the context a little bit <laughs> back to you guys um, so you've got the two locations um, but you also have an online uh, business right yeah we do I think that started also with the Chilliwack store, 2003-2004. I, I do remember that uh, Taiko was very um, innovative. Uh, he was one of the first uh, the stores to come out with a website and uh, online ordering, etc. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did a lot of focus on that for the customers. We had, I think he had a lot of customers who came in from Kelowna, from Penticton, so from within like, central um, BC, and even from the United States. Like across the border in Washington, where in Seattle, where they're like, I can't get these Dutch goodies. And he's like, Well, we got to fix this. We got to get you your Dutch goodies. You don't have to come all the way here every time. And I think that's kind of the mentality he had when he started off the online store. Um, and it took off like a hit. Like it was busy. Oh, it was great because at the time we did live in the interior. Uh, and that's about a four or five hour drive to the store. Um, yeah. We'd order uh, from uh, Holland Shopping Center. And you can't imagine it was such a party when the box arrived. You know, we put yeah. it in the garage, opened up. The kids couldn't you know, wait to get in it. So that was always <laughs> uh, such a great occasion. Um, mm -hmm. So we're talking about Dutch stuff. So what do, do the stores sell? So we carry primarily um, Dutch goods. So a lot of it, almost all the groceries in our store are imported from the Netherlands, whether by ourselves or via a, a local supplier. And um, it's a wide variety of like candies to cookies to vegetables that are in jars to applesauce, kale. Um, we can't carry fresh produce because um, we can't get that in. Um, but it's all any produce we have, it's all jarred and canned. Um, we've got your classic chocolate sprinkles or hafenslach. Um, We've got a wide variety. Um, and we also do have a deli as well, but all the meats are from local suppliers. And then our cheeses are also imported from the Netherlands. We have a wide variety of goudas, flavored, mild, medium, spiced, aged. Um, and then we also carry croquettes and okay. frikandellen. But and, that is at ourselves. Uh, yeah, you, you create, uh, or at least you, uh, but um, uh, do we still run the Macy on um, Croquette uh, brand? Yes. Yeah, that's still running. Yeah, we've got uh, we've expanded it since it first came out and first started, um, or first, we first take it over. Um, but yeah, so the Croquettes, Frikandellen, yeah, that's all been made by, um, in, yeah, by Takeo and Francis. Uh, in in Chilliwack, yeah, I, I visited the location and and Taiko, of course, uh, uh, served a wonderful frikandel special uh, for yeah. me when I was when I was visiting there. So um, yeah. the, the the best you can get, it's it's just wonderful. Um, so, so what would you say um, are the most favorite items, the best sellers uh, for the stores? Um, right off the bat, the spiculous cookies. In the big red package with the windmills on them, um, the stroke waffles, the wide variety of stroke waffles, um, our candy and our licorice. That is, I had so many customers who come in, go straight to the candy bins and walk on out after they're finished paying. Like that's all they come for. <laughs> so yeah. that's a huge so, so licorice, Dutch, very Dutch thing, right? You go into a store and you have these bulk bins where uh, you get a big scoop and you take a paper bag and you just fill. And how many varieties? Just, just you know, um, guess what you think you have. 
we have had at one point over a hundred different types of candy. That is unbelievable. Yeah. I think the Chilliwack store has a couple more bins than yeah. the other one. So they're riding constantly, probably around the 100 mark. Yes, definitely. Wow. Yeah. So 100 separate bins with uh, with bulk uh, licorice and other candy as well, but mainly licorice mm -hmm. from salt to sweet. And, uh, do you guys eat licorice yourselves? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it's an acquired taste, right? She started young. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, funnily enough, I one of the things I bought when I was in the store, I, I've got friends here in Cranbrook. I'm um, in, in, at the moment, I'm in Cranbrook, uh, BC. And she said she loved the Dutch licorice. So uh, I couldn't get it anywhere else. So I um, picked it up in the store and gave it to her. And she was so excited. So and, and she's Canadian, you know, born and bred. But, uh, yeah, it's it unusual. Yeah, and it's and it's hard to find. I mean, that's why why we have uh, Dutch stores, right? <laughs> Um, now, okay, so, um, Rose, you're described yourself as a third generation, Sarah, you're second generation. Um, and briefly you said, um, I think Rose, Dutch food is mainly, uh, or, or the main thing that you still have about your Dutch heritage. Sure. What is the appeal of Dutch food for your generation? I can see for people who immigrated themselves, right? Um, you, you, you used to eat in the homeland, or your parents or your grandparents made it. Where, where does your uh, love for Dutch food come from? Yeah, I think we still have the nostalgia of it. That's what my Oma used to make. It's what, uh, I mean, she still eats almost exclusively. She doesn't like to try new things. But uh, you grew up with that kind of stuff, right? And the meals that were typically Dutch that got passed down were the meals that were a on the cheaper side of things. People didn't have money to spend on extravagance and B they used what you have. And so the beauty of it is they're so customizable to what you have. You can say, I'm making stumpot. What does that mean? A potato mash with whatever. Right. And I don't know. That's the fun of it. So it's interesting to see how you can take a traditional something and turn it into your own. And it's neat to see the comparison between a traditional and your own mix. So it's not like it's yeah. cultural, cultural appreciate or appreciation. It's appreciation. Yeah. <laughs> Taking if something you, you love, making yeah, it your own. And it becomes fusion that way, right? Um, and and one of the big sellers uh, is is um, I presume uh, in the store as well Indonesian food. Um, yes. I definitely picked up a lot of that when uh, when I visited the store in November. Uh, sambal and um, grupuk and things like that, nasi. Um, yeah, uh, Sarah, do you see the same? Um, and, and the other thing I was wondering, uh, I, I know your uh, mother, um, Rose, I don't know about you, uh, Sarah, but um, do you think your kids will still have that appreciation? Because now we're talking fourth generation. <laughs> I would I would like to think so. I mean, like, like Rose said, like she grew up having those meals and so did I. So it's something that, yeah, they're relatively easy to make. Um, so, you know, as I'm, I'm getting married soon, so I'll be starting my own household soon and Lord willing, having kids one day. And I would love to um, integrate those meals and the nostalgia that will come of that. But also just you get what you need with nutrition wise out of those meals, too. So I think that they will appreciate it. Um, I hope that they will appreciate it. <laughs> um, 
I know I did. I know like I love trying new things. Like I grew up in a very Dutch household. So I was like, oh, I've never had like sushi or anything like that before. So my friends would like take me out of my Dutch food and be like, let's try something Canadian. Um, but so I like I think a healthy mix is is what's needed. For sure. Congratulations on the upcoming uh, wedding, um, Sarah. That's that's great to hear. F fantastic. Um, so uh, yeah, and 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 uh, Rose, I've seen your. Um, you've even uh, had had your kids in the, in the ads you create for the, uh, for the <laughs> magazine, which which I thought was great. Yeah. That's there hard to go. keep her out of. I have to take the photos when she's home, and she's constantly trying to snoop and eat everything. <laughs> We did an Indonesian ad recently, and yeah, she ate all of the um, peanut sauce that went up with it before I oh, finished the oh, food. Yeah. yeah, it was that, a hit. Yeah, that's and and I'm sure sprinkles and uh, all the sweet oh, stuff. Yes. We we put sweet stuff on our bread, which is as as uh, totally yeah. really <laughs> weird. Um, so um, maybe I'll, uh, I'll I'll jump back to you, uh, Sarah. So you're working in the store. Is your ambition to stay uh, in the store to to turn a career out of it, or what? What's, what are your thoughts? Uh, so far, yes. Um, uh, a lot of people tend to ask me, "Are you going to take it over one day?" And I have told them, "No. It is a lot to take on by yourself." I know um, Takeo relies on the support of his staff heavily. Um, he couldn't do it without them. And he makes that clear on a regular basis for us. He's very appreciative of us. Um, but to make a career out of it as much as much as I can, I love my job. I love the people. I love creating the connections with the staff and the customers. Um, I'm a very people person. So it's, it's a great job to have. I work great alongside my father. It's a wonderful working relationship we have. Um, yeah, like it's my, I only recently became head purchaser of the company. So it's a bit of a new change. I was manager of New West for like five years. And then now that I'm getting married, we're like, hey, we got to shift this and try something new. Um, so that's going to be a bit of a change for me. Um, make a career out of it um, as much as I can. I would think, Lord willing, one day I'd love to become a mom if that's in his plan for me. So I think that would be great. And then if I can continue in the company as long as I can, um, I will always want to have a part of it. I will always want to see my dad and be like, hey, tell me the updates. What's happening with work? Or, hey, can I pick up a shift if you have time or if you need someone to like, give me a call? Because I love this company. It's a part of my childhood. And I've put a lot of a lot of work and energy into it myself as yeah. well. And I think it's I, so I, I was wondering about that, uh, Sarah. So um, obviously um, your parents have been or, or your dad and your mom have been running it for 30 years now. Um, mm -hmm almost 30 years. So they put a very personal stamp on it. You know, they took over a store that existed, but it's it, it's not the same store anymore, I, I would guess. Um, has your participation made any changes? Or, so have you introduced any, any uh, next generation slump um, initiatives? That is a great question. Um, I think we've I mean, I can Rose can probably help out with this too, but I think we've kind of put the younger generation like modern into it and be like, hey, well, you know, we'll, we'll handle the social media or we'll start the social media because that's not something Takeo can do. He's not in that generation of it um, and doesn't have the time for it. Um, I think, yeah, like, I mean, it's really nice when uh, Takeo values, like, my opinion and he's very, um, 
open about like what we do at work and the next projects we're going to take on and um, how do you think that's going to work like what do you take on it and I think just working together as a team has always been huge and he's never he's taken the initial um, values that he the first saw in the company and he's carried them on like we don't work Sundays because um, take on Francis like they're Christian they go to church and um, they're like nope we don't want to work on Sundays and they've taken that from the old company or from the old owners and kept that in and you can see in the way they treat their staff it's very um, with, like how they treat him and they treat him well and I think Oh, what I've done to the store. I mean, keep it running. <laughs> um, oh, it's, that's that's one of the main things, right? Yes, and I really um, admire and and um, uh, think it's amazing uh, how um, how uh, Teiko uh, brings his faith uh, to this as well. And you know, there might be pressure to open up on a Sunday, but no, we don't open on a Sunday, and that's uh, you know uh, that's what we believe, and 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 we stick to that. Um, and, and you see those values, I think, also in the way the community is supported by the store. Um, you, you mentioned it earlier on that you're part of the community. I, I, I don't know if there's any uh, other examples, uh, you know, apart from always supporting um, like uh, local celebrations, being there with a booth when they're in the class, um, Queen's Day events. Can you talk about that a little bit, maybe? Yeah, so uh, one of the bigger events, well, we used to be the sole um, event, like we put on the event of center class um, for the longest time ourselves, but then it got very, very busy. Um, so then we had to just pawn it off to like a, a community, like a, a group of like members who were like, we're going to do this, we're going to keep this alive, and then we sponsor and support it. Um, but uh, we no longer run center class, but we are a part of Koningsdag. Um, the Dutch network actually puts that on um, with some, I think the Dutch Business Association here um, and we sponsor that and it's such a fun event. Like it is, it's a party <laughs> and we often have stroke waffles and puffertjes and, and croquettes and we supply that way and it just keeps, you know, the Dutch heritage alive and for those who are missing home during those celebrations, um, if like there's exchange students from the Netherlands work um, in Vancouver, which you come across as customers in the store, then they have a little moment of home, you know, they can celebrate with their fellow um, Dutch country folk and, and then have a big party. And so it's very fun to be a part of. So we have, we like to be part of those kind of events and every year the same and support yeah. the community charities and stuff too, yeah. Yeah, it's, I'll, I'll tell you something, uh, just a side note. Um, my wife and I uh, were visiting Vancouver. Uh, this was in November when I came to the store as well. And we were walking along English, English Bay. It was a nice day. And we, we still speak Dutch to each other. Well, we speak a mixture, Dutch and English. Uh, I'm sure that's very recognizable. Sometimes we don't even know whether we're speaking Dutch or English. But apparently we're speaking <laughs> speaking Dutch because this younger young fellow came up to us uh, in his early 20s and he said oh you're Dutch and it turned out he was an exchange student and you're right he was all on his own he didn't know anyone he just arrived um, and I told him uh, about Holland Shopping Center so I, I hope he found his way there but I certainly hope that uh, come uh, April um, and, and King's Day uh, that he'll uh, he'll be able to uh, to join in yeah. uh, the celebration um, Rose, I'm going to ask you a very specific question. So just for our readers, um, Holland Shopping Center, uh, as always advertised on the back page of the Krant, our Dutch 
language newspaper and Dutch the magazine, the uh, English language magazine that we introduced um, 12, 13 years ago. And I, uh, so Rose creates the ads and I think you should look at them. You know, just don't, don't just look at the ad and say, oh, oh yeah, uh, Holland Shopping Center, I've got to order something then. Just look, they're little works of art sometimes. So I was wondering, Rose, where do you get your inspiration uh, for the ads? So I got to rein myself in a little bit. Not all my ideas pan out well, and it's interesting to see the, <clears throat> the evolution of them. When I started, um, I saw an advertisement. I got told, hey, you're now in charge of this. I was, uh, I've always been a creative person, so that was naturally on my plate. They always look kind of scrapbooky, like made like this. I'm like, oh, that's, that's not really what I do. I want to want to set something up, take a picture, let you like dive into it. So it's been a lot of that for sure. Oh, it's, it's been fun to try get your ideas and convey them properly. Food is strange. You think you know what it looks like and then you put it in front of a camera and you're like, that can't be right. It's like, <laughs> that's strange. I don't know if you've ever seen process work for other people, big companies doing their advertisements where you put a piece of meat in front of the camera and if it's cooked, it looks awful. So you basically don't cook it for the actual advertisement. You're adding little bits of browning here and there. Soy sauce is actually your friend to make it look a little bit more brown. Oh, really? And okay. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. Just yeah. Uh, it, it's it's yeah. hard to photograph food. I, I know it, 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 can, it can quite easily not look that appetizing. Correct. But I, I loved also when you brought your daughter in. Um, you know, <laughs> those are some of the the greatest uh, greatest ads. But I I'm always excited when when I get your uh, new ads just to see what you're highlighting because you highlight uh, sometimes you do specific um, you know uh, ranges of food. Focus on cheese. Focus on uh, Indonesian. Um, and sometimes it's seasonal. Of course, Christmas time. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, just for people who read the magazine, the newspaper, look at that back page and, and just spend a little more time looking at it. It's, it's, it's fun. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's a good effort between me and I'm constantly in contact with Sarah saying, hey, I have this idea. It's a great idea, but do you have it in stock or a lot of it? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to make it fabulous. Or I have ideas where, hey, I want to take this product and I want to use it in a totally different situation. Like it's something crazy. And they're like, um, but people want to know how to use it properly yeah. first. There have been moments so. we've had to rein her in with her creativity. We're like, how about you just teach them how to make normal nasi goreng before <laughs> before you go crazy with it? Yeah. <laughs> One yeah. example was I had uh, the tampuzin, yeah. which is a beloved uh, uh, pastry, pastry, right? Yeah. Pastry top, a custardy filling, a puff pastry bottom. It's usually that's kind of the full of it. I wanted to go crazy with that. I wanted to go savory. I introduced the idea of a bacon jam, which she was not in favor. No. Of. Okay, I'll give it. I'll give it a small part in the blog post online. Check it out. It's delicious. Yeah. I promise. <laughs> but yeah, using the apple strope and bacon and uh, onions and makes an incredible jam <laughs> and oh, turn yeah, it into that something good. That's very creative. <laughs> I did yeah. some more traditional ones too, yes. so you can look that up. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's, so, it so yeah, no, no, that, that's yeah. It gives it gives you inspiration. Also, uh, sometimes when you do an ad, I thought, oh yeah, I haven't eaten that for 
like 30 years, I should, uh, should try that again. Um, I'm, I'm maybe not as adventurous, but I have to say, I do use the sambal in almost every dish. I also use it in pasta, like in Italian red sauce pasta, I'd still put some sambal ulek uh, in. Um, and, and there's other, other um, Dutch ingredients that you can use many different ways. Um, sure. So the word stompot has come up a few times. Can you maybe briefly explain for our non-Dutch listeners what uh, what stompot really is? Well, I grew up on stompotburkol, which was you got your potatoes, you dump them in a pot, you boil them up with kale and ideally farmer sausage, good quality. <clears throat> Chuck it in, boil it all up together, and then you mash them. You mash them all together. <clears throat> and it's been fun to see what other families add to this. That's just a basic thing. Some people, they cut up the sausage, they add it in the potatoes, where our family was always, you get a chunk of sausage, you get to curate your perfect bite, <laughs> take a little slice off the sausage, add the potato on there, and then add your accompaniments with it, whether it's a sauerkraut or pickle juice mixed in with it, or I've tried uh, pickling my own red onions. That's delicious on top as well. You can do kale chips, crispy onions. I read once I asked online on our Facebook pages what other people did with this and they had fun with it. They're adding bacon, unprecedented Parmesan, which I haven't tried yet. It actually sounds delicious. So it's interesting where other people take it as well it's the easiest dish to make when you have no idea what to make and you can even make stampot um wortels which is stampot uh, which is basically um potatoes and carrots and you just mash that up two things you almost always have in your home um and you just like boil it mash it up add some fried onions on top like caramelized onions and you're good to go and with that one's great meat, with bacon yeah with bacon like it's the simplest dish and it it does not look appealing. <laughs> there's no, there's no look of appeal to it, but it tastes fantastic. <laughs> a hearty meal. Yeah, and, and it's it's especially in winter. It's 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 just uh, sticks to your ribs, right? As they say. Um, I I um, uh, grew up um, obviously in the Netherlands as well, and my mom used to make stump all, all the time. And uh, one of my favorites was, uh, because you said earlier in the show, you can use almost any vegetable to make stump pot. Uh, one of my favorites was, was uh, with beets. So beets and then also a uh, little crispy uh, on, um, bacon pieces and onion pieces uh, through it or on top of it. Um, and... Um, also, even even lettuce, you you can put through stompot, and it's uh, it's it's amazing. Um, so, what I'll, I'll tell you what my favorite cheese is first. I'll go first. <laughs> I shouldn't, but I will. My favorite cheese is uh, Frisian clove cheese, and okay. I when I come to the store, I'm always uh, sort of got my fingers crossed. Let's hope they have it because I don't think it's always available. Um, but last time I was there, I just bought two big chunks. And, and But w what are your favorite um, items from the store, if you'd say, what uh, you know, what would you really not want to miss? Okay, put on the spot first. That. <laughs> All right. The chocolate hail is always a staple in our house. It's uh, It gets put on everything. My daughter recently learned that Franklin likes to eat ants and bugs on his things. So she'll sprinkle chocolate hail on it and say she's eating ants and bugs too. Perhaps <laughs> okay. not appetizing way to advertise the food, but there you go. Uh, let's see, your strope waffles, they're uh, great as well. We turn them into um, 
s'mores in the summer times instead of your graham crackers. A beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. uh, what else? Oh, you always got Dutch cheese lying around, whether it's a, a mild, you can chuck it into your uh, mac and cheese on a bread. It's great in salads. You got your age. That's perfect shaved on top of a salad. Or you make it nice and crispy and you add it to your almost like a tortilla for a wrap. Good keto. Um, what else? Oh, you this Christmas, we always had a box of the Bitterballen. Yeah, and those are great. You got company coming over. It's something that, I don't know, not everybody has every day. Add a dollop of mustard, curry ketchup, or something like that. And it's it's a celebration, but it's easy. Like it's fine. I've got the curry ketchup in the in the fridge right here. Um, uh, yeah. I uh, picked that one up uh, last. That's also a very Dutch taste, uh, strange enough. Curry ketchup, yeah. Mm -hmm. um my favorites i mean i have croquettes and bitter ball and i'm freaking down on a regular basis it is a, um, a bonus of working at hsc you get free lunch <laughs> in the form of croquettes and deli sandwiches um we have so many different types of gouda that to pick one is tough you can't go wrong with a nice sharp aged um, yeah. I love, like, with a little glass of wine, if you're legal, it's great. <laughs> um, but for food-wise, um, my favorite thing lately has been some of the Dutch crackers. Um, and there's a cheese and onion one by Vercad. Um, it comes in a box of a decent roll of crackers, and you pair a nice cheese and a nice meat on that. And you have your own little charcuterie board for lunch, and it is so good. I, any torta, we've got gouda with herbs, gouda with olive and tomatoes, and we have the Frisian clove in stock right now. Yeah, we found a better okay, supplier. Great. I, you know what? I'm, I'm getting so hungry through all of this. I'm probably going to go <laughs> online and uh, after this and uh, put in an order. Uh, yeah. <laughs> for the next time I'm coming to uh, to Vancouver, that's too far off. Um, mm -hmm. And um, that, that's great. So, yeah. Uh, do you know, are, are, are there any uh, specific plans for the future that uh, or, or is it just a matter of, you know, we've got a successful formula. Um, people love us the way we are we're going to uh, just do more of the same. Yeah. So, um, I mean, HSC is always looking for ways to expand and improve, um, especially when it comes to um, listening to our customers' requests and desires. And um, we are always, we have the mentality of um, if we say no too much, I can't get that in. That's very frustrating. We want to be able to get that in for them. So we will go high and low to try to find those items for our customers. Um, so that's a constant development, trying to get the right supplier for that and finding it ourselves. Um, we have recently done some renos in our Chilliwack location. Uh, the store is looking great. Uh, we've expanded a little bit. We've added some uh, nice stand-up freezers, like like what you would see in like Save on Foods. You could open those doors and grab your croquettes and stuff. So it looks fantastic. Um, so the Chilliwack location is really coming along with renos. Um, we actually are part of a wholesale company out in Ontario as well. That's a recent development. It's called HSC Imports. Um, so we've become part of that, which is very cool. It takes a, a lot of work and a lot of time, but it's been very fun so far. And that's out in Ontario. And every now and then, Takeo has to go on a little business trip out there. Um, but it's very cool. And, and that's kind of the biggest new thing that we've been a part of. And um, But yeah, that's kind of it. Well, no, no, that's great. I mean, uh, why uh, never change a winning recipe, uh, I'd say. So uh, 
and and it's it's great to hear that you've got the um, uh, working with the import agency now, uh, or, mm -hmm. or that you've started or taken part or become partner in an import agency, because that mm -hmm. gives you more direct access again uh, to uh, to probably a wider variety of uh, of products. Um, yeah, exactly. th that stirred a memory with me. Uh, I think if if I were to come to you and I say there's this one item from the Netherlands that I really miss and I haven't had it for such a long time, but you don't stock it. Uh, would you be able to get it for me? If it is from the Netherlands, then the chances are yes. Um, if it's like a high dairy item, a classic request is chocolate Um, which for those of you who don't know who that is, what that is, it's like a it's like a chocolate milk, but it's a little thicker. Think of like a melted down chocolate bar in a in a jug. <laughs> That's what it's, it tastes yeah. like. Yeah. Very popular among our customers, but because of the high dairy content. It's um, you have to have certain import rights to get that in. So it's very tricky when, if we can. So um, as long as it falls under import regulations, um, then yeah, what I often tell a customer, I'm like, nothing you, you can't find on the shelf. I'll take my, I'll take your name, I'll take your phone number, the product description, and I'll see when I can get it in for you. Anywhere between two weeks if a local supplier has it or three to four months if I import it myself. Wow. Yeah. So, so that's great because uh, that means that even if you don't stock it, uh, it's something I really miss, except for Chocomel, I suppose. But uh, <laughs> I mean, you've got to, you've got to import regulations and, and you've got to adhere to those. Of course, that makes sense. Um, okay. So, you know, I, I, I think I've sort of covered what I wanted to ask you, but is there anything else that you, uh, you guys would like to, uh, to add that we haven't touched on that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, I think just a big thank you to our customers who have been um, with us for a very long time. We have some customers, I think one of them came in the store and he has turned 94 this year. And I'm like, I've seen him like on a regular basis for the last, I don't know how many years. And I, I think it's very, very cool. And we feel very, um, we're very loyal customers and very loving customers. And I think we wouldn't be here today without them. And our company would not be what it is without our customers. So um, I think it's just a big thank you to everyone, um, customer-wise and staff-wise as well, who has supported us and been a part of the company over over the last. You know, you, you raised a topic that maybe I, I do want to spend another two or three minutes on. So, yeah. can you um, describe your your customer base? Um, and uh, because you mentioned, uh, you know. Uh, the customers have been coming into the store even since before your parents owned it probably uh yes. and and then um uh, this this a fairly uh, active expat newer immigrant community in uh, in Vancouver at least have they found the way to this to the store it is honestly shocking how many times i have someone walk into the store and say i never knew you guys were here i've been here for 3 years i'm so happy i found you I grew up in the Netherlands or I just went there on uh, an exchange program for school and I love their food. Do you have it here? And those yeah, exchange students um, who are uh, missing home, it is a piece of home for them. And I, that is such a cool thing we can give them. Um, but our clientele has shifted. It used to be a lot of the older generation, but now their kids and their grandkids are coming in and being like, whoa, I remember this. I haven't had this in years. So it is very cool to see that natural shift in the clientele. Um, but I think it's it's gone through a healthy range of from a younger generation to an older generation, for sure. Yeah, it's also and, interesting and, and, to see. 
difference between the two stores. Yes. Uh, Sarah's worked primarily in the New West location. I work primarily in the Chilliwack location. Comparing the two, you get lots of foot traffic, uh, single customers coming in. Like, wow, I want to try a little bit of everything. This all looks good. And then I come in uh, to work and there's a family. They've all got school. It's a pretty large family. The man's a hard worker. Yeah. They buy a whole wheel of cheese, a whole package of uh, the soup base and a couple of what they call the staples. And they want that weekly. They'll go through a whole wheel of cheese. Yeah. And so it's interesting to compare the two where people are willing to explore. And then the other ones play it a little bit safer. Mm -hmm. And then every once in a while you see closer to Christmas, they're willing to treat out or something like that. But you also get the customers who ask for specific things. And some interesting things have yeah. come up that where someone just says, hey, I had this thing. And suddenly it becomes a staple in our store as yeah. well. So to, to see that progression is amazing. Sometimes people are afraid to ask or approach you and say, hey, can we get this? But especially if you've got a picture of it or a label, yes. an old label. Someone came in with hardly legible label, yeah. but we managed to get the brand name and oh, wow. basic ingredients yeah. of it. And we found uh, the exact one. They were still making it. So you can get it in. It's, yeah, it's neat to see. The difference in the clientele is huge and it's very very cool like some items sell better in in new west versus in chilliwack and some items i i don't sell in new west and chilliwack sells it best and just because you're with city and with country people such a different mentality between families and and like homes and households and yeah like you said with the products i've had some products on my shelf that if a customer never asked me i would have never known and my other customers have benefited from them asking because I've been able to get it in for them and now it's stuck on my shelf and I can't not carry it. Otherwise I'll have upset customers. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So, so also you mentioned uh, very briefly then uh, not, you don't have to be of Dutch heritage. I mean, people have spent time in the Netherlands visited there, yeah. maybe just on vacation. And, and if, if they discovered Bitterball, I, I bet they'll be coming to the store if they find out yes. about it. If they found their way to Amsterdam and they had a fresh throw waffle on the streets there or by the canals, then they'd find the um, the packaged ones on our shelves. Or if they've gone to a pub in the Netherlands or even to their Oma's house and they've had coffee there or a, a drink at the pub um, with Bitterball off to the side, like we carry those items. So it, it brings them back to their travel trips and travel memories when they, when they take a walk around our store and look at all the products. It's okay. very cool to see and them. Now, just just to be clear, because we before we wrap up, um, uh, or online orders. Do you take online orders from all over Canada, um, states as well? There's certain items I think you're probably not allowed to ship across the there border. There are shipping regulations, yeah, within the borders. Um, but I think we've shipped some things as far as Israel before, and even to the Netherlands, which <laughs> is so confusing. <laughs> okay, reach their own. <laughs> Yeah, I was what? looking at the analytics the other day of the yeah. demographics of the people coming in. And a lot of it is Canada, the States. But yeah, we're going overseas. There's a large population of Dutch in Australia as yeah. well. We've said a fair yeah. bit of stuff there. Their regulations are quite tight, so you have to uh, know what you're doing in that regard. But it's interesting to see who comes to you. And with the online presence, it's such a, a global thing. There's no barriers to keep no. you from stopping that. So yeah. it's been a a process to figure out how to streamline this shipping process to get everybody their things. Yeah. So, but, but definitely, fun. you know, anywhere in the world they can order from you. Um, yeah. 
that's interesting. Yeah, we, we've just uh, only a few weeks ago, I launched a um, digital only uh, version of the magazine. And I'm hoping to tap into that big Dutch community in Australia as well. Now that we don't have to worry about shipping. Uh, because uh, there's one thing paying for shipping for uh, you know a whole, whole bunch of favorite foods, but if you have to pay the mailing on a on a magazine that goes to Australia, it's just exorbitant. So uh, yes. that, that's hard. <laughs> but uh, in in your case, that would it, it makes a lot more sense. So um, that's great. Just remind us um, where are the stores and how do we order online. So we have two locations of Holland Shopping Center. One of them is in New Westminster. It's across the Fraser River, so you got to cross the bridge to get there. Um, or if you live in Vancouver, you don't have to cross the bridge to get there. <laughs> um, we're open 9 to 5.30, Monday through Saturday. We also have a Chilliwack location. It's on Young Road um, out in Chilliwack, um, and it's also open 9 to 5.30, Monday through Saturday. And then our mail order, you can order at hollandshop.com. Uh, and that's all run of our Chilliwack location, and um, and that is open technically twenty four seven. So, yeah, and and oh, uh, SkyTrain um, for the new Westminster stop um, or, or shop. Which uh, which uh, stop would you take? I would get off of at Sapperton Sapperton Station. Yeah. It's and right that, down the hill from the Royal Columbian Hospital, if anybody is familiar with that hospital down there. And, and that it's a five minute walk from the SkyTrain. Uh, yeah, very uh, pretty close by. Okay. Well, Sarah, Rose, thank you so much for joining me on Dutch the Podcast. Uh, it's been great talking to you, and I wish you both all the best with with the uh, Holland Shopping Center. Thank you. Thanks for hosting us. Yeah, thanks fun. for having us. <laughs> Tom, you, you're right. Uh, I am hungry. Thank you. Even, even <laughs> hungry <great>. now. <laughs> uh, so, so, you know what? We talked uh, to... Uh, to uh, Sarah and uh, Rose, of course, at length about uh, Holland Shopping Center. And Holland Shopping Center is a great store, two uh, locations, as you heard. But I can I do a shout out to some of our other loyal Dutch store advertisers? I would love that. Please do. So um, in the greater Vancouver area, there's no, uh, you know, uh, no choice. You go to Holland Shopping Center in New Westminster, as we heard. Uh, but if you happen to be on the island, on Vancouver Island, uh, there's this wonderful Dutch store in Victoria on Quadra Street. Um, new, relatively new Dutch immigrants run it. Um, and then, uh, of course, in Ontario, there are loads of Dutch stores. But a, a special shout out maybe to some of you know, our, our most loyal uh, advertisers. There's uh, the Dutch shop in Burlington. Oh. There's Raymakers in St. Catharines. Yeah, you've been to the Burlington show, right? oh, store. Oh, that is so good. Yeah, and 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 then there's uh, in in St. Catharines. Don't forget Raymakers um, celebrating their 65th anniversary as we speak is Dutch Toko uh, in Guelph, um, and I would be totally remiss to not mention a lovely little Dutch store in Acton, um, run by Caroline Tolkamp. Um, and before I move on, um, I have to mention. For everyone in Michigan, in the greater Grand Rapids area, Peter's Gourmet Market in Granville is your place to go. Now, remember, most of these stores also do um, mail order. So um, okay. if you're in the States, get in touch with Peter's. They'll get your Dutch fix. Okay. This is not fair, Tom. You know that I was in traffic for a long time. Dinner is still a long way away from me. 
And now all I can think about is stroop waffle. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Listen, as long as we're plugging a thing or two, please uh, reach out to us with any questions you have or feedback at DutchTheMedia.com, where also you will find the newly minted uh, digital version of Dutch the Magazine. Congratulations on that. And congratulations to you, because no matter where you are in the world, you now have access uh, to all of these amazing stories. Yeah, absolutely. Um, online, and we're putting our whole back catalog online, uh, more than 70 issues by now, hundreds and hundreds, literally, of uh, articles about the Netherlands, about Dutch people. DutchTheMedia.com. There is the uh, guy, the Dutch The Media guy, Tom Byfoot. Thank you so much for another great interview and for your time today. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe and tell a friend about it, uh, no matter where you're catching the podcast. On YouTube, Spotify, Google, oh, man, I could go on and on. Apple, there's so many of them, and uh, so many of you reaching out to us through the show. We greatly appreciate it. We'll see you next time here on Dutch the Podcast. See you next time. Thanks, Mike.